The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Time to talk sport with Off the Balls, Jer Gilroy. And I was uh, watching during the week and there was uh, a lot of commentary on Twitter about John Ram moving to live. And a number of people were pointing to video of Jer Gilroy from Off the Ball saying, and I quote more or less, if this man says it's happening, it's happening. And on Tuesday, he said it was happening. So we, we said on Tuesday it was happening. Uh, I thought it was going to happen on Wednesday. That was uh, my information. So it was a long kind of... Late Wednesday, early Thursday, and then finally it got confirmed. So, you know, when you're uh, telling people a story that's going to happen, it really needs to happen. <laughs> so, it's a slightly... Uh, anyway. So, great for relief for both you and John Ram. Opening <laughs> opening the curtain a bit too much there, yeah. Um, like, in a way, it doesn't matter as much as what already happened in June. So, I don't know if, if everybody is, is familiar with uh, the... Saudi Arabian Investment Fund, who are, are also invested in Newcastle, have over the last four or five years decided to diversify their portfolio and get involved in art and get involved in sport. And uh, in sport, firstly, what they've gone after is football. And so they've now uh, they've bought Newcastle. And since they bought Newcastle, they've realised, well, why don't we just get everybody to come to Saudi Arabia and play football in Saudi Arabia? So they're doing that as well. But golf seems to be of a particular interest. Bear in mind, they've been involved in horse racing for decades and they're massive funders of the Irish horse racing industry and no one has batted an eyelid or said anything about it. And uh, whatever you do, don't mention that because everyone would be like, uh, do we have questions around this? No, no questions. That's a real interest. And there was never there was no sports washing in that. They just wanted the horses because they like the horses. Whereas now it's like, oh, it's all sports washing. I actually think there's a really interesting story about what's happening in Saudi Arabia that's difficult to speak about in the aftermath of a big event like this, but maybe some other time. Uh, They set up a a rival golf tour to try and break the PGA, having been turned down by the PGA as potential investors. And then they got so far along the line and were so successful in that that the PGA Tour eventually realised that they had to get into bed with them. And so in June, the PGA uh, announced that they were doing a deal with the uh, Saudi investment fund and it it really was very embarrassing for Roy McIlroy and many other people. At that point, it was inevitable that somebody else was going to go. And John Ram is the biggest fish left. He can't get McIlroy because he can't go, right? He said he hates live. He, he's nothing against the uh, Saudi PIF anymore. That was a softening of the line from him that he told the lads um, on Golf Weekly when he was here for the Irish Open. You know, we may as well take the money from the PIF as anybody else. And... Uh, so I actually don't think this, it, it seems like it matters a lot right now, but the big deal was already done when they agreed that there was going to be some partnership into the future. Well, that move from pariah to partner, uh, it, it explains to some extent that the change of heart with John, uh, John uh, Ram. Here's what he had to say. This is now back, I think, in last year, wasn't it? Shotgun three days to me is not a golf tournament, no cut. It's that simple. Uh, I want to play against the best in the world in a format that's been going on for hundreds of years. They're like, will a lifestyle change if I got 400 million? No, it will not change one bit. Truth be told, I could retire right now with what I've made and I've lived a very happy life and not play golf again. So, and for a lot of people, I'm not gonna lie, those next three, four years are worth basically their, their retirement plan they're giving them. It's a, it's a very nice compensation to then retire and sail off to the sunset. 400 million, no. 525 million. Everybody's got a price, right? And Look, I see everybody calling him a hypocrite for saying that. But what's happened in the meantime is that uh, the PGA Tour said they'd never do business with these people, have done business with them. And some kind of new 
existence is going to be out there for golfers where part of the year they're playing on the PGA Tour, then there's a, a live season and the majors are interspersed and at the end of the year everybody goes home really, really rich. So if you're John Ram and the organising body has said, we're doing business with this group, why wouldn't you also do business with this group? And they're also now, because you're John Ram, going to have to allow you to play in their big tournaments, the original guys who said you can't do them anymore. And they're going to have to change the Ryder Cup. Roy McIlroy has already said, um, yeah, I want John Ram on the team. Half a billion. Well, like, half a billion. Yeah. That's a lot of money. In other news this week, Joey Barton, um, himself a former uh, professional premiership uh, player across, what, four clubs, I think, and five clubs across his, his career. Um, he decided during the week that he was going to announce that women shouldn't be allowed to analyse uh, men's premiership football or premier quality uh, football, nor should they be allowed to commentate on it. And everybody thought, oh, it won't be long before he backs that back down again. He's doubled down. Yeah, um, I think that Joey Barton is positioning himself for some kind of political future because he's not very good as a football manager. Uh, he, he has tried his hand at various clubs and, and that hasn't worked. And you've got to bear in mind, uh, people's character reveals itself again and again and again. And when they show you who you are, you should believe people. So he's famous for stubbing a, a lit cigar out on the, uh, the face of uh, one of his former teammates who was uh, basically much younger than him when he was a senior player at Manchester City. There's various other incidents across his career. You can check it out. Um, there is, of course, a, a group of people who... Um, Will love this. Yeah, who who now are finding comfort in the fact that they're not alone and, and uh, there's a network of people who are like, oh, look at Joey telling it like it is. Uh, would you see? Would you see a future for... Joey Barton alongside Nigel Farage. I would, I would say. But the bit in this, Jer, that slightly flummoxes me is the telling it like it is element of it. Because I was trying to think, because his core contention is that women have not performed at elite level male sport and that male sport is a level above and that therefore they shouldn't be in a position to commentate. And I was doing a bit of back of the envelope before we came in. That would mean that Bill McLaren wouldn't be allowed to commentate on rugby. Murray Walker wouldn't get within an ass's roar of Formula One. George Hamilton would be out of all sports. So would Michael Lester and respect of uh, the GAA. Kenneth um, Watson, your home fella with that they think it's all over, he wouldn't have been allowed to come. Like, the same rules apply to men as women, surely? He's talking specifically, I think, about an analysis, right? Which, um, here's the thing, there are loads of really brilliant footballers who can't explain why something happened. Uh, Roy Keane's not a brilliant analyst. If you put him on COCOM, he's no good. Roy Keane's great for the drama and the soap opera and the character analysis but he actually can't explain to you about why the inverted fullbacks or the high line is working or not working. And that's one of the reasons why he hasn't been a particularly brilliant manager. There's loads of people who can see things and explain them. And whether or not you did that thing doesn't actually make you good at explaining it. Well, golf pros is a case in point. Training pros very rarely are the ones who have made big successes on the tour. But could be incredible at actually getting the very best out of people. So... I think it's just a fundamental misunderstanding of uh, what television is about and it's also deep-seated, deeply embedded like a stick of rock misogyny and it's coming out as some kind of I'm anti-woke, I'm I'm positioning myself as somebody and you can you can see from the interaction that the the basket of deplorables on Twitter are only too delighted that they now have another figurehead um, who can take over and you know run for president of England. Is there a bigger 
overlap coming in sport and that basket that you describe than there has been. It seems like there is a greater incentive on sports people, particularly retiring sports people who want to keep their brand alive, to play to that gallery. David Icke, Matt Letizia, you know, there's a we, we go back in history. But on the other side of it, like uh, politics has always been very keen to steal the luster of sport. You think Jack Lynch, you think... Uh, Charlie Hoy winning the... Oh, even Shane Ross standing behind Katie Taylor at the airport. Well, he was literally taking the Charlie Hoy playbook. Um, and so the other side of this now is that there will be sports people who um, have decided that they can see uh, a cohort of people who will back everything they do and become their acolytes. And, you know, you're seeing that with Conor McGregor at the moment. And uh, I, I would be concerned about where it's going, you know, because like the target market for... If, if you want to sell a conspiracy theory, if you want to sell uh, hatred, if you want to sell fear, then getting a big group of people who already have networks, who are already talking to each other rapidly about stuff and who, who will rally behind a single cause, whether or not that's true, right? So football fans rally behind their football manager for a period of time and then he gets sacked and then it's the next football manager who comes in and whatever he says is accurate and everybody else is out to get you. And you can see the Everton fans say it's, it's a conspiracy against us, people are out to get us. If you inject another little conspiracy into that, because they're already of a mind that there is a big power who's out to get them, how difficult is it to go, actually, you know, you're just asking questions. He's, he's, just, he's just asking the question, he's just, just putting it out there. So No, they're not asking questions. They're uh, moronically leading people who need to stop and think a bit more about what's happening. Finally, before I let you go, Champions Cup beginning, O'Gara, of course, La Rochelle looking for three in a row. Yeah. Uh, Ron O'Gara, the best Irish coach in any sport at the moment, operating at a higher level than anything we've we've seen for so long. And I think maybe, we're, do we still not fully appreciate this? Like, uh, in fairness, Roy O'Connor had a piece during the week that he's definitely in line to be the next Ireland coach. It's just that he's not currently in the system and we have these crazy little rules in Ireland that are like, oh, sorry, he didn't sign the, didn't, didn't sign the form. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see the form. <laughs> Jer, thank you very much. That is Jer Gilroy from Off the Ball. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.